Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Okay, I am back from what may have been one of the most memorable and extraordinary experiences of my life last week when I was being filmed as part of the new reality docuseries called Four Days to Save the World. It was formerly called The Social Movement. You know, it was kind of funny when my daughter dropped me off at the airport and we got out of the car before I was heading to Miami and she said, bye, mom. And I said, bye, honey, I'm off to save the world. (laughs) It sounded like a really important mission. I felt like I should have on a cape or something, but I did take the mission seriously and I'm really excited to report back when I can with more details. I can't share a lot of details about this show, but I can share some general lessons learned based on the experience that I had with my team members during the production. And so I thought it would be helpful for you to consider some of my experience and some related questions that I'll share with you so that you can apply some of the lessons in your own world. There was a lot I had to take in, but I took a few notes and came up with nine key success factors. You could consider these to be factors for your team's success. And this will be a short episode. I'll move quickly, but I hope that they'll be valuable just to get your wheels turning. So number one, I was working as part of a team that was extremely diverse. Coincidentally, we just did an episode on the topic of diversity as it relates to driving creativity and innovation in a team context. The name of that episode was Helping Your Team Create and Innovate Together in the New Paradigm. And our team for Four Days to Save the World, we had people from all over the U.S. We had a few who were from other countries. We were different ages, male, female. So that really helped us create a rich dialogue. And we did more creative thinking, I think, as a result of that. I believe it was because of the composition of the group. So the related question for you is, how diverse is your team? And if it's not diverse in the way that it needs to be, where are you finding the diverse perspective that you really need when you're doing your own kind of problem solving? Number two, success factor. When we first started, we did a quick inventory of our strengths and styles, you know, our preferences for how we like to engage with each other. So we just went around the table really quick to to put what we were calling our superpowers or our greatest strengths out there so that we would each know who we could turn to or what we might be able to contribute. And there wasn't any hiding behind it. You know, we were working under some extreme time constraints. So it was great to just go around the room. I shared that I think one of my superpowers is my ability to listen and facilitate conversation, you know, to have more of that observer standpoint in the conversation. Other people had strengths like the ability to monetize a business or synthesize information. So our team was filled with amazing strengths, and we were very candid about how we prefer to be communicated with. Some people admitted that they tend to talk a lot, especially if they're passionate about a topic and might need a little help taking a pause or shifting gears when we need to. Other people who are more quiet listeners may need to be brought out a little bit more if they wanted to. So we all had uh, differences in our preferences in, in terms of how we communicated with each other, but we really tried to provide an environment of equal opportunity for contribution. 
So what are you doing to get to know your team members better? Do they understand each other in the way that they really need to so that your team can be most successful given the diversity of styles and strengths that they possess? Number three, the speed at which we had to move. We had to go really fast. And so when you're under time constraints, you don't have time to overanalyze. You have to make some knee-jerk decisions. Sometimes that can actually help you generate ideas that are top of mind that you wouldn't even consider before because it's just this free-flowing conversation. How might you generate ideas more quickly on your team? Maybe you could put in some time-bound kinds of exercises so that you don't allow people to think through things too much, depending on what it is that you're trying to solve. Number four is adaptability. We had to, to be able to move and adjust and adapt because we were getting different information at different times. Sometimes we'd have a new idea that would take us in a completely different direction. And so we just had to run on that path. So we had to stay nimble and we had to respond and adjust and not be so locked into any particular way that we thought things should be. I think that's what really helped us. So what are you doing to help your team be able to adapt more quickly and move on a dime when they have to? Number five, the quest for clarity. This is something that we were all trying to gain throughout the process. And we were asking questions whenever we got stuck or we weren't sure if we're heading in the best direction. We would seek out resources. We would not linger there long because we realized that if we don't have the clarity that we need, it's really hard for us to make decisions. So that's a good test for you to do with your own team is just to check the clarity level from time to time to make sure is everyone clear on the expectations, you know, short term, long term, but just to revisit those. Number six, we were in a very different environment. I can assure you that I don't think any of us has been in that kind of environment before, but it really does help stimulate a different kind of thinking, a different way of being almost when you're in an environment that's totally new to you. And I have to admit, it felt a little strange knowing that everywhere you turn, no matter what angle, there seemed to be somebody there with a camera. Or when I saw myself in a mirror, I didn't even recognize myself because of all of what I'll call TV makeup. But I know that that's just part of creating a professional production. For me, it created a very novel experience, which is also good for your brain health. So the challenge to you is where could you create an environment that would help produce that kind of thinking? What's something out of your norm that you might do with your team to really help them get into a different place and generate different kinds of ideas? Number seven, sense of humor. We did a lot of laughing. We were under a lot of stress and moving quickly, but we were laughing through this. I think that it brought a lot to the process where we could look at things through a lighter lens. And so the question to you is, where can you be lighter? Where could you be laughing more? How could you, you know, help your team see that not everything has to be so heavy or so difficult and look for sources of humor where you can? And number eight, this is the most important. This is, a, this is what I think was a primary driver for our team, was our shared passion for the mission. We were all in it together. We all wanted to see the impact that could be possible, given what it was that we were creating together. So not one person was in it for themselves. They really were there for a higher purpose. And so as a leader with your team, 
you can find ways to put that purpose back in front of people to kind of reignite the spark. Because every time we got stuck or we felt like things were, you know, challenging, it really helped just to go back to why are we here? You know, what are the beliefs that we all hold together that can give us the power and help us move forward in the ways that we need to? In fact, that's another exercise that we did at the beginning which might be an exercise for you to consider with your team, is we just did a a brainstorming list of what we all believe, our shared beliefs about what we think is important to help ground us in our mission work together. So that was another powerful exercise that we did. And finally, number nine, something on a more personal level, is mindset preparation, which you might need to do too as you're entering situations that may be new or that create a little anxiety or stress. Before I even left, I just had to get myself in a good feeling place to feel good mentally, physically. I was releasing concern about what other people would think about what I'm doing. You know, it's not every day that you tell people that you're going to be on a show and that you'll be trying to save the world in four days. (laughs) So I had to release any concern about what other people might think or comments that they might make. I told myself that this was an opportunity for me just to go and have fun and to, to, to be myself. I knew that I would meet incredible people. That was just a belief that I held, that these people would be amazing problem solvers, which they turned out to be. I grounded myself in gratitude. I was aware that this is an opportunity that just doesn't come along every day. It's not any opportunity that I was even seeking, but it's just something that came up that I said yes to. And so that helped me become more grateful for that kind of experience and just to release control, to trust the process that this is happening and that I am able to contribute through this process and through the power of of our team to help create an impact that's beyond what anyone else might even be able to imagine. And that's what we ended up doing. So I hope that that gives you some insights to consider in your leadership role with your team, even for you personally, just to be aware of the state that you're in and how you're entering processes that may be difficult or new to help bring out the best in yourself and in those around you. So just a quick recap of the nine success factors. Number one, make sure you've got diversity on your team, or if you don't, that you're finding ways to get the diverse perspectives that you need. Number two, Do some kind of strengths inventory. Understand people's styles so that you can maximize the talent on your team. Number three, check your speed. Move quickly. Don't linger too long. Number four, be adaptable. Make sure that you know that that's just normal. Change is part of the process and you've got to be able to adapt. Number five, the quest for clarity. Get clarity when you need it throughout the process and don't make assumptions that everyone's on the same page. Number six, put yourself in a different environment and ideally in a radically different environment like we did. Number seven, keep a sense of humor. Number eight, galvanize the shared passion for the mission. And number nine, check your personal state. Make sure that you've got the right mindset going into any kind of challenge or opportunity that you're facing. You really can only control yourself. So I look forward to sharing more with you when I can. Those are my quick lessons for today. So be sure to stay tuned. Um, I hope you're having a great week and working on missions that you believe in and solving big problems that can really make a big difference too. Let me know if I can help. Have a wonderful week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. 
Thanks for tuning in. And as always, feel free to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn or visit workmatters.com. You might also want to check out the Social Movement TV show, a bold new docuseries that brings together entrepreneurs from all over the world to solve impossible world problems. I'll be featured in season two, and you can learn more by visiting workmatters.com forward slash social movement. Until next time, keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you.